Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Hallelujah. All right, so this year has been declared for us the year of harvest. It's a year, it's a season of harvest. And um, I'll be speaking today on the festival of harvest. You know, if you study scriptures, the way, the time that God told Israel to observe was in harvest. It was harvest that was used to tell time, to tell seasons. You know, there was festival of tabernacles, festival of trumpets, you know, and, you know, different festivals. And each festival signified a season. And we believe by the Spirit of God that we have entered into a season of harvest. And what we'll be learning a lot are the things that are supposed to be done in the period that is called harvest. You know, harvest period almost seems like an unfair, an unfair season. Harvest seems like an unfair thing to just be called to come and reap where you have not sown. You know, <laughs> you know, there's this saying that you, you reap what you sow. But scriptures makes it clear that sometimes you don't sow, yet you reap. There was a time that the children of Israel were besieged, and prophet came and said, In this year you won't plant anything, but the earth will yield on its own accord, and then you will eat that. Jesus Christ told his disciples, We'll get there. And he said, I have called you to reap where you bestowed no labor. That's John verse 4. We'll get there. I want to talk today about the elements, right? The things that would form the structure and foundation of our attitude and our posture in a time of harvest. There are some things that are supposed to run us from our subconscious, you know. Most of the time we are run by emotions and installations in our subconscious. You will find out that some people are run by insecurities. Some people have low self-esteem. Some people have anxiety issues. And those are the things that power them. Those are the things that are the base of all they do. Right? You may have some colleagues at work that act funny. But deep in your mind, you know that this guy is dealing with insecurity. Or he has low self-esteem. Or he has anger issues. Some, sometimes those things are in the subconscious. So, as we start to build on the things we are supposed to be doing in a season of harvest, I want to talk about the things that are supposed to be deeply seated in our minds. Deeply seated both in our subconscious mind and our conscious mind. Because sometimes you have to do it consciously over time before they now permit and move into your subconscious. Hallelujah. So I want to be talking about the elements of harvest. I want us to agree on a few things before we start to talk about the elements. The first thing we need to agree on is that God is in us. First um, John 4 verse 4 says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's giving us an assurance that God is in us. The second scripture I want us to use for this is Philippians 2.13. He said, it is God that works in us. So God is working. 
but the work he is already resident inside us and then he's working from inside us both to will and to do of his good pleasure John 17 John chapter 17 there's a prayer we call the lost prayer technically it's not Jesus' prayer but it's okay John 17 is really where Jesus was praying his own prayers and by the time he got to verse 22 he said I in them and they in me so that's what he was telling God that so that the world may know that you love them the same way you love me I'm putting myself inside them so Christ lives in us Jesus lives in us and Colossians 1 26 to 27 says this is the mystery of all ages this is the mystery that has been hidden for the longest time that Christ can be put in a man and that gives him the assurance of glory yes Christ in us the hope of glory and one of my favorite scriptures is Galatians 2 20 right <laughs> so I'm crucified with Christ nevertheless I live it says yet not I but Christ lives in me so the life that I now live now I'm living it is powered by Christ that is in me so by now we should have been assured that God lives in us Christ lives in us we have that assurance we have like five scriptures to prove it right? so what is Christ doing in us in the time of harvest what are the elements that must be consistent for us to enter into harvest one of the interesting things about harvest like we said in the crossover service is that the, the fruits are there you need speed the idea is just going and get as much as you can get just going and do as much as you can do because everything has been provided everything has been done the first element I want to talk about is joy. 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 I want to read from the book of John first. John chapter 4. I want to read John chapter 4 verse 38. We'll still come back to John chapter 4, but for now, I want us to read John chapter 4 verse 38. It says, I sent you to reap that wherein you bestowed no labor. That other men labored and ye are entered into their labors. So we started, when we we're closing the Wednesday service, we talked about this scripture that was common. Uh, it says that those that sow in tears shall reap in joy in the harvest season they cut off the sowing part so you do you are not part of the sowing in tears tears is not part of your is not part of your reality all that god is asking you to do is to come and reap however there is an attitude that reapers have and you're supposed to start from there you're supposed to start from that joy that comes when you've seen your harvest why is this joy so important because god is in you 
The Bible says that that joy is what gives you strength for the harvest. Because the harvest is more than the laborers that are available. So, you need to be powered by a different kind of life to be able to maximize what you are supposed to take in the harvest. It's not the labor for one person. It's the labor for an army. It's not the labor of a man that has the strength of a man. It's the labor for a man that has the strength of God. And one of the elements that you need to consciously have to be able to harness the strength of God is joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Jeremiah 8 verse 10, right? So that means the activity of God on your inside has joy. And that joy has capacity to power what you want to do. So it's now your job to make sure that that joy that is on your inside finds expression. So that means that you will constantly make sure that no phone call, no email, no situation around you distorts the joy of God that is at work from your inside. The Bible says that when the the kingdom of God has come, how we will know is that there will be righteousness, there will be peace, and then there will be joy in the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost that is on your inside. So that means that we should never find you at any time in the season of harvest without joy. And many times you have to intentionally put infrastructure in place to maintain it because the world and the world we live in, the society we live in has many, many things that has the capacity to affect the flow of your joy. Your joy is always there. It's the flow that is the issue, right? Joy is always there. As long as you have the Holy Ghost, the joy is always there. Sometimes we now live from the outside in instead of living from the inside out. If you live from the inside out, you will know that my joy is supposed to affect the things around me, not the other way around. Now, when you hear these kinds of things, one of the things that happen is that you can have some joy here and then after Sunday service, by the next day, once you're in traffic, you start to lose the joy. (laughs) So one of the things that you should do is to create infrastructure around you create music around you. Wake up in the morning and rejoice. It doesn't matter how you slept. It doesn't matter what you saw in your dream. All of that is irrelevant. You know that my conscious reality is a state of joy. It's a state of joy. It's a state of joy. Reaping must happen with joy. Reaping must happen. One of the elements that powers you taking the harvest that God has prepared in this season is joy. Isaiah 12 from verse 2. Let's start from verse 2. Isaiah 12 from verse 2. I know Sevakiash Kebariyanah Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength. Remember, joy from inside gives me strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So Jehovah is my strength. And he is my song. One of the ways to maintain your joy is music. Sometimes when you wake up in the morning, find a song that is in your spirit and echo it. 
So what is happening is that you are allowing it flow from inside out. He is also my salvation. Verse 3 now says, Therefore, with joy, will I draw water out of the wells of salvation. You see that joy is used to collect things. You know, those that sow in tears will reap in joy. Joy. In that day, what day is that? Today, ye shall say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted, sing unto the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Joy. Joy joy so that means that in the season of harvest we should never catch you frowning and it doesn't matter what's going on quote and unquote in your life you are rest assured you are living from inside out not from things that are going on in your life i know that um there are reasons why people say i don't want to be i don't want to look always happy um, one of the interesting ones I've heard is especially from ladies. They say that if I'm always smiling, every guy around me takes it as green light. And, uh, you know, so sometimes I need to frown. <laughs> um, it may be legit, but we are in the season of harvest. Your excuses may be legit, but they don't help you. The important thing is the season of harvest is what you're harvesting. And if you make guys come, it's fine. Just know when to say no and when to say yes. Hallelujah. I want to read from the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 28. Joy is a way of life. Peter was quoting David. And David was telling God, he said, Thou hast made me to know the ways of life says i'm filled with joy by your countenance so joy being filled with joy is a way of life if you read where he was quoting Acts 16 verse 11 say thou has made me to know the ways of life so sorry psalm 16 verse 11 he's saying that in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore There's something that people confuse sometimes with joy. And that's happiness. And I want to say one of the differences between joy and happiness. You see, joy is a cause. Happiness is an effect. Let's do Joel chapter 1. Let's do Joel chapter 1. Let's do Joel chapter 1. It will help us so that it is not my opinion. So, Joel chapter 1, let's do verse 12. I'm reading KJV, you can follow in any translation. The vine is dried up, the fig tree languisheth, the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, the apple tree, all the trees of the field are withered. Why? Because joy is withered away from the sons of men. So, 
happiness what happiness does is that things happen you know you get an alert you get a promotion you get a scholarship you get gifts and then you are happy so happiness is the effect of good things happening to you joy is the other way around you have joy first and then the joy produces the good things around you so you rob yourself of production when because of the things around you you lose your joy right because you think joy is a product of good things happening let's check Habakkuk 3 Habakkuk 3 so that you see somebody who understands it Habakkuk 3 17 it says although the fig tree shall not blossom neither verse 17 neither shall fruit be in the vines the same situation right and the labor of the olive shall fail and the trees shall yield no more meat the flock shall be cut off from the fold and there shall be no herd in the stall he said yet I will rejoice in the Lord I will joy in the God of my salvation why the Lord is my strength so that joy is now changing his reality he will make my are you seeing it he will make my feet like hinds feet and make me to walk upon my high places so it doesn't when things are down when my account is low when things seem not to be working I will joy in the God of my salvation so sometimes you sing and dance you talk about the things that God has done for you and you rejoice in it knowing fully well that that thing you are doing is going to produce the things that will now make you happy <laughs> so joy is a producer is a cause happiness is an effect now behind those two things there's you the controller you can choose what will happen you can choose when you'll be happy how you will be happy by controlling how you let the joy of god within you flow out insisting that my joy must flow out <laughs> insisting so that's why sometimes when you pray in the holy ghost holy ghost will prime you and then start to make you laugh knowing fully well that when that joy is stirred up it will call things that are like it unto you <laughs> in Psalm 67 people who are not in harvest were told praise the Lord let the people praise you he said then shall the earth yield and increase how much more that's the prescription to people who are not in harvest how much more we that are in harvest I want to read John verse 4 again I want to read John verse 4 again why it's important to be joyful. John chapter 4 verse 36. He said, He that reaped, received wages, and gathered fruit unto life eternal. So that he that sows and he that harvests can rejoice together. Remember when the sowing was done, it was done in tears. When Jesus went to the cross, it, it was with agony. You know, it was with a lot of pain. So Jesus is waiting for your harvest that both the sower and the reaper 
can rejoice together. So you rob the labors of the sower. You rob them of their reward if you choose not to joy in the time of harvest. In the book of Hebrews 11 verse 40, they said, these people that have labored before us, people that spoke of the promise that we are now in, they said, without us, they cannot be made perfect. So imagine the pain when they see us unable to let the joy that makes their work complete flow through us so we have to be intentional about being joyful you have to be intentional about being joyful surround yourself with joyful friends be intentional about it if you are in traffic create your own atmosphere I tend to use earpiece headphones a lot I create my own atmosphere I'm joyful. I'm listening to something that maintains my joy. Because harvest is powered by joy. It's powered by joy. <laughs> I know that there may be some people that things happen to, you know, at some point in your life, maybe at the age of 12, at the age of 15, at the age of 18, something happened that broke your joy. What happened is that that thing has robbed you of your power to be productive, to be rightly productive. But there is grace in the house this morning for complete restoration. Hallelujah. The second element I want to talk about is zeal. If you read Isaiah 9 from verse 6 to 7, I was talking about Jesus, that the government would be upon his shoulder of the increase of his government there will be no end let's, let's read it let's read it of the increase you know I'm, I'm starting from well, okay let's start from verse 6 for unto us the child is given unto us the son is given the government shall be upon his shoulder his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty God the everlasting father the prince of peace of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment, with justice, and henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. Where is the Lord of hosts? We settled it. It's on our inside. His zeal is what performs his will. So our work is to let his zeal flow out. So that means that you must be zealous about everything you do. You must be zealous about everything you do. In Colossians 3 verse 23, it says we should do everything with zeal. Do it with zeal. Now, there may be some of us that it's difficult for you to muster passion or enthusiasm about anything you are doing, about what you are doing. It might be an indication that that's not what you should be doing. If you try your best to be passionate about your work or your job, and you just can't find it in you, regardless of how you pray, how you work at it, then it's an indication. The Bible says that the peace of God should be an umpire. It you know, should be a decider. Right? So, if you cannot muster enthusiasm about what you do, there's a problem. It's a red flag. So, that means in the period of harvest, you must have passion about everything you're doing. Your eyes should light up when you're talking about what you're working on, either in your place of work or your, or your business or whatever it is you are, that your hand finds to do. There must be zeal from inside. 
empowering you to do it. <laughs> you must love what you do. You must be enthusiastic about what you do. You must be passionate about what you do. It's very, very important because it has in itself capacity to give you staying power. Yes. It has capacity to give you staying power in what you're doing. The zeal of the Lord performs it. In this season, we are going to be talking about the kingdom. How the kingdom advances. Both in the territory and in the hearts of men. How this kingdom will expand is by the zeal of the Lord of hosts performing it. So this zeal must find expression through you. It must power you into what you are doing. It must be contagious. There is something about that kind of energy that calls forth the things that it needs for it to be materialized. <laughs> Find this here. It's in you. Open up. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow to what you are doing. It is very, very important in this time of harvest. Very, very important. You must find something you are so enthused about. It keeps you up at night. They, they don't have to advise you to burn the midnight oil. You, you are happy to burn it. I'm excited about this project I'm working on. I'm excited about my work. They don't have to tell you to go the extra mile. I'm going all the miles. I love it. I love what I'm doing. I'm enthused about what I'm doing. The third element I want to talk about is faith. Here's the interesting thing about faith. It has been supplied. Remember Galatians 2.20. The life I now live, hmm? I live by the faith of the Son of God. The faith is inside. Your job is to align with it. In the Old Testament, they said he just shall live by his faith. Here, you live by the faith of the Son of God that lives in you. You know why? The harvest is plenty. The laborers are few. But the laborers must believe that we can take the entire harvest. Uh, so you now need to believe because if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. That's the idea. <laughs> So in this time, we'll be talking about things like goal setting, where you need to set goals, where you need to write figures. Some of the figures are going to be big, right? In the period of harvest, you cannot have small dreams because Jesus has established that the harvest is plenty. So small dreams are not allowed. You need dreams that you need God to fulfill. You need dreams that you are careful to share. You have to look for people who have your kind of faith to share it with. You need dreams that sometimes you don't believe it. So when you are writing a figure, you can't believe, right? When you are writing 800 million or 3.8 billion and it looks too big. If you look at it and you have doubts in your heart, the first thing to do is not to consider it. You know, Bible says that Abraham did not consider the deadness of his body. So you don't consider the parameters that make it happen. You leave it. And you go and check that faith. You pray in the Holy Ghost. You align with the faith of Christ that is in you. 
you keep praying you pray you pray you can take time to pray you can take time to pray if you get back to it after 15 minutes and there's still doubt go back again that's why we don't look at time to pray we pray till we have conviction that's the error with people who say I pray 12 hours you pray till you get what you want right you pray if it takes 3 days stay at it and if it happens in 20 minutes you are fine you keep praying. When you have connected with the maker of the universe, when you come back, that figure will not look big again. Because it is important that when you believe it, you can get it. Mm. <laughs> All things are possible to him that believes. He said, blessed is she that believes, but for there shall be a performance. <laughs> the Bible says, with God, all things are possible. We are in the era that is called Emmanuel. That means God with us. God in us. That simply means that all things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The fourth element, because we are running out of time, is love. Harvest must be powered by love. Harvest must be powered by love. Harvest must be powered by love. There's going to be a harvest of the supernatural. I know it's possible that there's some people here you've never prayed for anybody before and the person was healed. In this season, it will happen. It's a season of harvest. It's a season of harvest. You will, the supernatural will become natural. But it must be powered by love. One of the things that happen in the season of harvest is because there is love there is quick collaboration. There is need for association and collaboration. Let's read Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Verse 5. If you start reading from the beginning, eh? it says that Jesus came to a lake you know, to preach and he saw two boats were empty. The Bible says that the fishermen were gone out of the boats. And then Jesus asked to use Simon's boat. And um, when he was done talking, he told Simon, lodge into the deep for a catch. And you know, Simon said whatever he said. And then he decided to key into the harvest. The Bible says that when he threw the nets, he enclosed a great multitude of fishes. That sounds like harvest, right? And their neck break. Verse 7. It says, And they beckoned unto their what? Partners. In verse 1, they were fishermen. Harvest came. They became partners. So, it's possible there are businessmen here. Now that there is harvest, you become what? Partners. Yes. There is need for collaboration to bring in the harvest is the work of an army it's not the work of an individual he said pray the lord of harvest to send laborers into the field now love is what powers that kind of collaboration last year we talked about abundance Yo, you must have an abundance mindset to be able to partner correctly without having ulterior motives, right? There's going to be need for a lot of collaboration. 
a lot of partnerships. And I was talking about the move of the supernatural. Many times when you read the scriptures, you will see that the Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion. Now, Jesus is on your inside. There are many times that Jesus will move on your inside. The problem is that sometimes we don't move with him and then we break the flow. The time when you see a situation and you just feel a nudge to pray, that's when Jesus is moving on your inside. When you see somebody in need and there's a nudge to give, that's when Jesus is moving on your inside. The more you respond to that kind of move, the more you are sensitive to the move of Christ in you. That move is the thing that births power. Every time Jesus was moved with compassion, there was a miracle. The power of God moves in the direction of his love. power of God moves in the direction of love. You will need to have love in this season. You need to be moved with compassion. Compassion should guide your projects. Compassion, the love of God should guide the things you are working on. Pastor Fedi will say, you don't use people to build things. <laughs> use things to build people. It's people first because you are powered by love because you are powered by love. So, there may be some people here, you've heard these things that I said, but it's difficult for you to just get your mind to get there. There is an installation in the Holy Ghost that primes people. Do you understand? It can prime, it can push you, it can move you into where you are supposed to. It can heal. Jesus said, the Spirit of God is upon me to set at liberty them that are bruised, to heal the brokenhearted. Recovery of sight to the blindest. There's a move of the Spirit that pushes people into things when their mind can't get there fast enough. So if you are here and something affected your joy, affected your enthusiasm, you just can't find enthusiasm about life you just can't find zeal you are not it's difficult for you to be joyful it doesn't matter what happens around you it's just difficult for you to be powered from inside we like to pray with you this morning yeah yeah you can you can just step forward we'll pray with you if you have issues you are you cannot move because of fear you cannot move because of anxiety you know that it's difficult for me to be joyful would like to pray with you there is an installation of the spirit that can prime that kind of zeal that can prime that movement within you rest of the church let's pray in the holy ghost and if you are in that category please come forward 
want to pray with you. The pastors will pray with you. And I get Shabaro Koshkepai. Eananaya. So Yanana Kovida Shabari. Channels of my spirit open up. Channels of my spirit open up. Let deep call unto deep open up. Let deep call unto deep open up Channels of my spirit, yeah Channels of my spirit open up I am with the Father I am with the Father No boundaries, no limits Yeah, no, no, no boundaries, no limits Open up let him call unto thee, yeah. Let him call unto thee, open up. When we started, we talked about the fact that Jesus is in us. Jesus is in us. Now, this installation is for people who have received the life of God. If you are not sure that Jesus lives in you, if you are not sure that Jesus lives in you, come out. We want to pray with you too. No. We can the Bible says, as many that call upon the name of the Lord, the Spirit of God comes to live in them. If for any reason you are not sure that all of heaven, all of God lives in you, come out. We want to pray with you. I am with the Father. Open Limits open up. Let deep call on the deep. Let deep call on the deep. Out of the mundane, out of the mundane, out of the mundane. Hey, Anna, to where I'm ordained for things that were made, were made from things unseen. There are realms of glory that my world must see. Dimensions found only in Jesus Christ the Son. <laughs> Channel, channels of my spirit. Holy Ghost, prime, prime people. Holy Ghost, prime people.
pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Lord, I'm open. I'm open. I'm open. I'm open. I'm open. Your love flows through me. Your life flows through me. Your power flows through me. Your zeal flows through me. Your faith is at work in me. Hallelujah. Did anybody come out that was not sure that Christ is in them? Anybody come out, you're not sure that Christ is in you. You, are, you don't have that assurance. You don't have that assurance. I want to see the person. If there's anybody that came out for that prayer, you are not sure that Christ is in you. Alright, we are empowered for life. Christ is in us. Christ is in us. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's sing it again. Channels of my spirit open up. Log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.